Blog Talk. Welcome to Chicago's Legal Latte, a series of podcasts brought to you by Lavelle Law Limited. Throughout this series, the attorneys from Lavelle Law will share their answers to questions about a variety of topics for individuals and small businesses. To participate in today's discussion, you can email us at podcast at lavellelaw.com. I think that most of the attorneys who join me from week to week here on Chicago's Legal Latte would tell you that the majority of the work they do while requiring legal knowledge and expertise stays within you know, fairly consistent boundaries. Uh, once in a while, however, cases arise that introduce scenarios that are far less common and, and at that point likely require you know, even the best attorneys to, to dig a little deeper into research to find precedent or solutions. Hi, everybody. This is Jim Mitchell, and today we're going to delve into one of the more unique topics we've introduced on the podcast as we discuss the legal and specifically the estate planning considerations for couples who uh, who might be seeking to become parents through more technological means, let's say, such as uh, freezing sperm or eggs or in vitro processes. Now, here to join me are two of the attorneys from Lavelle Law, Brian Warrens, who has been a regular contributor in the past here on the podcast, and for the first time today joining us is Chris Mackey, a new attorney at Lavelle Law. A lot to cover, so good afternoon, gentlemen. Thanks for being here. Hey, Jim. Good afternoon, Jim. How are you doing? Good, very good. Um, Brian, I'm going to start with you. Um, we're going to talk law today, but before we do that, you know, the advancements in, in medical technology have, have really opened up new opportunities for couples who could not conceive through natural methods. So can you kind of guide us as to what these medical procedures are that we might be talking about today? So in particular, we're, we're talking about kind of the uh, directives that may be needed and the issues that might arise when you have um, unfertilized eggs, sperm, um, fertilized embryos, storage of the same, and, and just kind of how the law deals with those issues. All right. And as we talk about those, um, we'll get into a lot of specifics today, but what, what sort of legal processes are we talking about? Is, it, is a state planning and planning for rights around these medical processes what we'd sort of like to focus on and where, where you've been working? So this is Chris. What we're discussing here is after the process that a couple makes the either freezes a egg or sperm or embryo, and it could be a couple, it could be an individual, I should state, uh, what happens mm-hmm. in the instance that uh, that embryo or frozen egg or sperm is unutilized and that individual or one of the members of that couple passes away. So what type of mechanisms uh, are available to you in your estate planning that allow you to ensure that what the material that you created is able to be used in the way that you want it to be used? And and you can do that, you know, like like you do with, with in, in most cases, um, depending on kind of what what it is, whether we're talking an unfertilized egg or sperm or a fertilized embryo, basically you can kind of deal with what happens uh, to those items uh, through a will or a trust or, or potentially through some sort of an other agreement um, with the facility that may, may store these items, uh, which, which Chris can kind of talk a little bit about. Yeah, and and so, as we get uh, into this now, are, are these are, just curiously are are these scenarios becoming more commonplace now? So recent studies have shown that about one in five or twenty percent of all couples undergo some type of fertility issues at any given time. So that means that 
at least with our clients, we should expect that 20% of the couples who come see us would have this type of issue that needs to be prepared for. Uh, and that would be 20% of clients that go see any type of estate planning attorney for that matter. So because, because of how common it is today, it's becoming increasingly more and more common. For example, it was only 10% in 2002. So we're looking at almost a doubling in the last 15 years. So as, as time goes on, couples are less and less likely to kind of push through natural means, and they become, mm-hmm. to be frank, a little, a little impatient when they're not achieving a pregnancy, and they start to pursue some other type of vehicles. It's also important to consider that some of these people who have uh, frozen material aren't in a couple. Some, uh, in, if a person is diagnosed with cancer, it's very common for a doctor to recommend that they freeze uh, any genetic material because chemotherapy may have a negative effect on that. So a doctor would say, okay, you're going to have to undergo X weeks of chemo. Before we pursue that, do you have an interest in freezing your sperm in case the chemotherapy does have a negative effect on your reproductive ability? You can then still achieve a pregnancy without having to uh, pursue alternative means. It can still be a biological child of yours, which for many people is important. Yeah, a lot, lot of different implications. And, and as we go through this, now I, I want to just go back to something I think Brian you mentioned. And uh, I know in the legal context, there's there's very specific definitions. You talked about freezing eggs or sperm, and we also talked about fertilized embryo. Is there is there a difference that we're talking about there? So courts and in Illinois, all in particular, will kind of give a, a, a different aspect, ownership aspect, and implication to, yeah, those those, those various, um, whether it's un, unfertilized, you know, which mm-hmm. w- they will, you know, an unfertilized uh, embryo and, and sperm tends to receive more kind of straight-up property treatment, you know, um, something that you can kind of give away and if it's a, a fertilized um, egg, um, where there's no other um, agreement kind of put into place about what happens to it, uh, the court will will treat it as quasi property, and um, there will be other considerations that kind of enter into it. There will be other parties that may have a, a say with what ultimately happens, whether that frozen embryo is implanted or otherwise kind of set forth the, the next uh, kind of uh, step in the process. We're, um, we're, we're entertaining a fascinating and fairly complex legal topic today as we discuss estate planning and other legal views of, of family planning through what we call advanced technology. I'm joined by Lavelle Law Attorneys Brian Warrens and, and Chris Mackey. Um, and I'm going to point you to LavelleLaw.com as a place to go to, to meet these two gentlemen and learn about their backgrounds a little bit and the practices that they're involved with in estate planning. Uh, you also find there countless articles uh, on a wide range of legal topics and um, years and years' worth of our previous podcasts all archived there on, on a number of topics. So uh, LavelleLaw.com, always a good place to stop to, uh, to try and get a little more information. So we, we've, we've sort of set the stage here. Tell me now how, how you tie this into an estate plan. Um, we talked about the different aspects of that. If someone is in this situation now, what do they want to do when they start looking at options for a, for a plan? 
Well, let's talk about what's a little simple here. Let's talk about sper a froze, frozen sperm and frozen eggs. Because as we said, mm -hmm. those are considered straight property by the courts. So just as you would plan for what you would like to happen to your house, what you would like to happen to your car, what you would like to happen to your favorite chair, you can plan what you would like to happen to that type of material. So if you... If you are in the instance I spoke to earlier where you're single and you're freezing this material because you're undergoing cancer treatment, you can write in a will or in a trust that maybe you would like that genetic material uh, donated to science if you decease. You can have it possibly destroyed if you, uh, if you are deceased. Now it can go to a particular person. Right, exactly. We have there's a lot of availability then that you can give that type of material away. So after that, now we're let's talk about a frozen embryo, which as we said is quasi property. So some states currently require a couple when they enter into an agreement to create a frozen embryo, they require a contract that lays out exactly the, the disposition of those embryo, that embryo. So what happens if the couple gets divorced? Like you see right now with Sofia Vergara and her ex-fiance, they're going through a little bit of litigation concerning an embryo that they created or a couple embryos they've created. So what, what's the disposition there? And if one spouse predeceases the other, what would you like to happen to that embryo in that situation? You can also, given that situation, you can, in a will and a trust, you can, again, put a clause, include a clause that states what you would like to happen to that embryo. If you would like it to keep it with that spouse, if you would like to advise your spouse to do thing A or thing B with that embryo, that is a possibility that you can write. However, as we said before, it's quasi-property. So that embryo in and of itself has rights as a semi-person. So there's other parties that may feel uh, they have an interest in pursuing whether or not that embryo is in, in eventually implanted. So the embryo, obviously, there's a little more complexities, but with frozen eggs and frozen sperm, you can come into our office and we can draft you a plan that includes those types of materials. Now, when we've talked to state planning in the past, one of the key points of, of taking care of your assets, the things you mentioned uh, there, Chris, a home or other other assets you have, is to avoid upon your death having any of those things fall into probate. Could potentially these physical items also be challenged through some probate process if there's not a good document? Yeah, that that that's that's Brian here. <laughs> that's absolutely the case. You know, if it isn't, um, you know, the disposition of of you know, genetic material is is not otherwise part of a, a a trust. You know, if it if it's part of an estate, um, it very well could end up in a court proceeding um, to decide. You know, where where it ultimately goes, whether it's pursuant to a will, um, or if we're in the situation where there are no designated um, recipients and the the law says who is uh, entitled to the division of any such uh, genetic material, assuming, again, we're talking about kind of the unfertilized um, material. Mm -hmm. And, have, and then have I just, you guys, go ahead. Oh, Chris, I, I, I just, just want to look, include look that in a, in a yeah. where something becomes, goes into probate, uh, this material, it's very difficult to place a dollar value on. 
So oftentimes people are creating multiple frozen materials, multiple vials of frozen sperm, multiple frozen eggs. So then how do you then divide those assets? If it goes to a contested probate, how do you say, okay, person X gets three eggs, person Y gets four eggs? And that's and how do you then account for that value at the end of the day? That's something, as we said, you want to prepare for so that in in an instance where you happen to pass away with these this material still out there, you're not creating more of a burden for the people who you eventually you would be leaving things to. And and you mentioned at the beginning some significant trending uh, over the last decade or so in in terms of uh, individuals and couples taking advantage of this technology. Um, is there a, a similar path in terms of court decisions? I mean, have you seen many challenges, and is there some law that you can refer to now as you try and guide people through the process? So a lot of the uh, cases out there that kind of up until this point related to are related to divorce. That's where the court kind of got a little bit of its footing, if you will. Mm-hmm. And then it's moved and progressed on from there into these estate matters. So common is what, what very common in these instances, you'll see a divorced couple and they'll have created an embryo and then the family of a deceased individual of that, the, one of the divorced individuals from that couple will want to claim that embryo or that frozen sperm or frozen egg in order for them to pursue a pregnancy however they may feel. So those are the instances that the court currently is looking at, at least in terms of the appellate and the Supreme Courts in the states and some of the federal uh, appellate courts. But currently there's not a lot of cases related directly to these issues because it's new. A lot of people facing these issues or a lot of a lot of times the courts haven't faced these issues before. So as we're seeing this progression, as I said before, from 2002 to 2017 here, a doubling of this, the courts are also going to be facing far more cases moving forward in these types of issues. Well, with the time we've got, we've barely scratched the surface, but a fantastic conversation, so I'd like to thank my guest today, Attorney Brian Warrens and Attorney Chris Mackey of Lavelle Law for sharing their time with us. And, of course, thanks for being with us and listening. We hope to bring more along this topic and others in the weeks ahead. Thank you for joining us for this edition of Chicago's Legal Latte. If you have any questions or topics for a future episode, please call Lavelle Law Limited at 847-705-7555 or email us at podcast at lavellelaw.com. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.